Worship at Home, Sunday the 1st of May 2022, the third Sunday of Easter. The Bible reading is from the book of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 20. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were travelling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus, named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias? He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all those who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptised. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days, he was with the disciples in Damascus. And immediately, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What's in a name? I know when I ask this next question, for many women listening, more likely than men, the answer will be yes. 
Have you ever experienced a change of name? It remains common for women to adopt their husband's name on marriage. And currently there's a review going because since some men have tried to adopt their um, wives' names on marriage, they've been told that they're not allowed to do it with just their marriage certificate. They have to exercise a deed poll. So it's quite interesting how we're going through some of these challenges of equality and what it means to be changing a family name. I wonder, for those of you who have experienced a change of family name, how it has affected your sense of identity and how much you've dwelt on that. But then consider this. Have you ever experienced a change of first name? People have various reasons for changing their first name. I remember hearing about somebody called Alison, who when she married a Nicholson, thought that her name was too much of a mouthful, so adopted her middle name Kate instead. Perfectly legitimate. I have my own moment of remembering what felt like a change of first name. I was 16 years old and I'd just gone along to a Duke of Edinburgh's award um, centre to sign up to start in the award scheme. I was asked my name and I said Lucy and it hung in the air because at school I was always known and had been since the age of five as Lucy Anne and it felt very strange, almost intimate, to be telling this stranger that my name was Lucy. Only my family actually knew me by that name until then. Now everybody does, except those who you'll still hear me calling me Lucianne and you'll know that we're one of my old school friends. But I have dwelt on that sometimes, how I wanted to change my name to Lucy, drop the Anne. For me, there was something about growing up and I know other people who have taken up one of their other names, a middle name, as they've gone through a maturing process really decided they've turned from boy to man or girl to woman. Another instance of name changing is for men and women when they take orders in religious communities it's usual to choose a new name. I've often pondered whether we should do the same when ordained to mark the new path of life, one utterly dedicated, a, de a, a dedication to the path that God calls us to not of our own choosing. And so I've pondered what my ordained name would be had I changed it. So there are sometimes really good reasons for recognising a name change. What's in a name then? There's a certain power, particularly in the power of knowing and recalling this. I have called you by name, you are mine. That uh, verse from Isaiah chapter 45 was a phrase on the wall of our theological college. I have called you by name, you are mine. There's certainly power in knowing that God has named us, that God calls each of us. And here in the passage from Acts we see echoes of God's call to various people, to Samuel even, in Ananias' response, here I am Lord. We might think back to the boy Samuel, hearing that he was called and not knowing by who. 
In this instance, Ananias knew immediately who. Now also think back to a recent reading on Easter Sunday and remember Jesus' address to Mary. Mary. It only took her name to open her eyes to a new reality that transformed not just her world, but ours. A name that caused her to open her eyes. So now for a moment, hear Jesus' voice and the power of it as he speaks the name to his persecutor. Saul, Saul. In just the incantation of the name, it was transformative. Even before Saul recognised his blindness and the learning path he needed to go on. The logical always takes some time to catch up with the spiritual. So what's in a name? Power in its use. In its call by God. It is transformation. Transformation in recognising our purpose to follow God's will, not our own. So what might we take from this reading this week? This passage is laden with symbology as well as the story, but I'd like you to consider this. Think of your own name. Say it in your head. And now hear Jesus speaking that name to you. And now respond. Here I am, Lord. And then listen. Amen. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, for you have called us into life and to love you. You have called us to proclaim your love and power in all the world. Send us out in the power of your Spirit that we may tell of you and of your abiding presence. Lord, we bring before you the Church, asking your blessing upon her that we may show signs of being one with you, holy and dedicated, of being apostolic as we reach out to all peoples. We pray for those who are reaching out to others in your name and in love. Bless and guide those who preach the word and all who share in your healing ministry. We remember those involved in pastoral ministry those who work to relieve distress and sorrow of people and nations. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for those who are called to govern and all who influence the minds of others. We pray for leaders of government, of industry, of nations and for all they work with. We pray that they will act with integrity, that they will hear greater purposes for their lives than their own wants and desires. Lord, help us to show our care for the earth and our respect for the individual in all that we do. 
as we remember all those lives that are blighted by greed, insensitivity, war and persecution. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we give you thanks because you show us your love through those who love us. We pray for your blessing and protection upon our homes and our loved ones. We pray for homes where there is stress and distress, remembering those who find it difficult to cope, those who are deeply in debt, those who are short of food. And we pray for all who are seeking to help those in need. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give you thanks, Lord, for those involved in healing ministry and ask your blessing upon doctors and nurses and all the emergency services. We pray for those who are good neighbours and carers in their local community. And we remember those who are frustrated through illness or a disability and those who are struggling with life. Praying particularly for those whose illnesses or struggled, struggles are unseen. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. So, Lord, we rejoice in the fellowship of all your saints, in all who have heard your call and done your will. We ask your blessing upon our loved ones departed from us, praying that we may all share in the joy of your love and your kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have the collect for the third Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladden the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord. Give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. We share in the words that our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Jesus Christ, establish, strengthen and settle you in the faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
Thank you for joining me in this podcast, Worship at Home. If you would like to receive a weekly link to my podcast, please do get in touch either through the Anchor Podcasts or at revlucylun at btinternet.com. Goodbye.